Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for July 17th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And also don't forget to check out my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA, where Schwan Humes and myself uh, go to go over uh, last weekend's UFC uh, shows and um, also preview this Saturday's. Okay, so... Uh, as far as the blog goes, I got a bunch of new videos up on the blog. Five of them are UFC, two are WWE. So let's go through them. Uh, first, from last Saturday's UFC show, we have um, Rose Namahunas beating Jessica Andrade by unanimous decision. And, um, you know, Rose won the fight by split decision, but I think Jessica lost because of very poor coaching by Gilliard Piranha. Um, so what... Uh, Gilliard had her do was, you know, dance around. It's not really her style, right? And it's like we were talking on the other podcast. You can't change a fighter's style in one fight. It has to be over time. And uh, it just didn't work. Um, you know, uh, um, Rose won the first two rounds. She didn't do much to win that. She just scored marginally better. So it was a case of where I thought Jessica lost the fight, but I thought it was also because of poor strategy. Now, um, in the third round, uh, Jessica fought the way she normally does, and she almost got a finish out of it. And in fact, she broke Rose's nose. So uh, Rose, of course, will get a, a, a title match against uh, Zhang Weili, uh, but um, she's going to have surgery on the nose first. And, um, uh, you know, so we're not sure how long that's going to be out. Now, the other thing is that um, I think a rematch for Joanna Jicek against Zhang Weili for the title is still on the table. Okay. But we don't know if Joanna is, is going to take it or not because um, she's teasing retirement and she's talked about it before. Uh, what I think fans need to understand about that is that she doesn't need to fight anymore. She's made a lot of money. She's a big deal at home in Poland. She also already has a lot of endorsements there. She's written a book. And I, I do expect her to go into TV and movies and stuff like that. Uh, she doesn't need to fight anymore. So, uh, again, it's a 50-50 type of thing. We don't know yet what Joanna is going to do. But, uh, it, you know, if she wants the fight, she could take it, okay? And, and the other thing I wanted to mention is that, uh, you know, it was a big win for Rose. I don't think she can beat Zhang Bailey. I don't think there's any possibility of her beating. Now, let's talk about this next fight, which is Amanda Rebus uh, beat Paige Van Zant by first-round armbar. And Amanda Rebus is somebody who I think can beat Zhang Bailey. Okay, um, you know, uh, um, the thing here is that she took this fight at flyweight because she wanted to get on the main card of a pay-per-view and that would get a lot more eyeballs on her. And she's right about that because Paige, for what you want to say, she's still, in my opinion, more celebrity than fighter. Um, and she's also had some injuries. She's had like she got a broken arm in her last fight, which was 18 months ago. She's had three surgeries, and she's going to have another one. Not to mention that she's on her way out of the UFC, likely headed towards Bellator. 
Is she going to decide not to be a fighter anymore? Well, that's a possibility too. Remember, she does have big boob implants now. So it's possible she may want to go into acting. I know she's had offers from Hollywood. So I don't know why she want to, would want to continue fighting at this stage of the game. She's not that good. You know, she's not horrible. But here she looked pretty bad. Like in this fight, she looked pretty bad. But Amanda is, a, um, is a, um, uh, an elite fighter. She can do pretty much anything she wants to do in there. And in this fight here, she didn't waste any time going for an arm bar and getting it. And it was all over. Okay. Now she said afterwards that she would like to face the winner of Carla Esparza versus Marina Rodriguez. That's fights coming up at the end of the month. And um, she says she wants to fight in two divisions as a tribute to Amanda Nunez. But I don't know. I'd, I'd stick to strawweight. I'd like to see her stick to strawweight. And... Um, and uh, I mean, there's other fights coming up that they're, they're possible opponents for uh, Amanda. Um, um, there's not only that fight, but there's also uh, Angela Hill versus uh, uh, Michelle Watterson. You've got um, uh, the return of Felice Herrig, and she's facing Randa Marcos, I believe. And the other one to keep your eye on is Claudia Gadelia versus Shen uh, Yen Chonan. And... Uh, you might think, oh, she, you want her to face Claudia? No, 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 no. I think, P, I, I think you don't want to sleep on Yan Shonan. Yan Shonan is not an easy fight for Claudia, okay? Maybe you don't know who she is, or maybe she's not as well-known, because she doesn't speak English or anything like that, but she's a pretty good fighter. And there is, a, you know, I would not discount that she could win that fight. Very good possibility. You know, so uh, there's lots of possibilities for Amanda. Okay. Now, uh, the other fight on this show was um, Carol Rosa beating uh, Vanessa Mello uh, by unanimous decision. Um, this was at Bantamweight. Uh, Carol is a teammate of um, Jessica Andraj at uh, PRVT. Uh, you know, she won the fight fairly easily. Round two was probably 10-8. Uh, as she dominated Vanessa. Uh, I guess I would have liked to have seen her get a finish, uh, but uh, Carol won by unanimous decision. Vanessa is awful. She's no in three now. I expect her to get released. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Wednesday. Wednesday night's fights. We've got two. So um, number one is Talia Tyla Santos versus Molly McCann. At flyweight, Taylor is 27 years old from Santa Catarina, Brazil. She was in the Brazilian Contender Series. She lost her UFC debut. She lost the first two rounds, but did well and did okay in the third. She said in her post-match interview after winning this fight that uh, she was uh, suffering from the UFC jitters. Okay, so now she's not suffering those from anymore. Molly McCann is from Liverpool, England. She's a former Cage Warriors champ, but uh, she's a very limited fighter. And that's the story of this fight. Molly can punch, but she doesn't do anything else particularly well, and she doesn't even punch that hard. And Talia, uh, Tyla is a more versatile fighter. Uh, she uses knees in the clinch to weaken Molly, and then she takes her down. And uh, this happens in all three rounds, and Molly really had no answer for her. So Tyla won by unanimous decision. And I, I just don't think Molly is a UFC caliber fighter, but the UFC needs British fighters for British shows. She is a draw in England. 
Okay. So, and obviously Tyla, I would like to see her against a better opponent. Okay. The other fight from this show is uh, Liana Jojua uh, beating Diana Belbita by um, first round armbar. Uh, Liana is from Georgia, not U.S. Georgia, but the Russian Georgia. And uh, she uh, trains at Akhmat in uh, Russia. She made her UFC debut as a late replacement as a flyweight fighting at Bantamweight. Wait, strangely enough, that fight was in Abu Dhabi. So she looked very small. Uh, I didn't, you know, that's what fighters will do to get in the UFC, right? So Diana is originally from Romania, but she trains at uh, a dojo in uh, Stony Creek, Ontario, which is uh, near Hamilton. Uh, here in southern Ontario. She also came to the UFC as a late replacement. It's always hard to tell from their uh, debuts whether either of them is any good. And in this fight, we saw that Diana isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. She took uh, Liana down and then stumbled into an arm bar. So she just made an awful mistake, and that was it. So uh, I just like to see Liana against better competition. And, uh, you know, uh, Diana... She just didn't look here. It was pretty embarrassing. All right. Now, for tomorrow night's uh, UFC show, we have one women's fight. It is um, at flyweight. It is uh, um, uh, Ariane Lipsky uh, versus uh, Luana Carolina. Uh, both are Brazilian fighters. Ariane, of course, uh, is a former uh, champ for KSW in Poland. So she came to the UFC with a lot of um, hype. And uh, uh, in her first fight, they had her face Joanne Calderwood, and Joanne beat her pretty easily. So she's now one and two in the UFC. And what we're trying to find out is, can she, uh, you know, can she regain some of the stuff that she did in KSW? I kind of wonder if the competition level is too high for her. Um, you know, and maybe they started her too high. Now, Luana is not an easy out by any means. She was in the Dana White Contender Series uh, in Brazil, and she won her UFC debut. The only problem is she suffered a, a back injury. I think it was a, a fractured spine or something like that. And uh, so she's been out for a while, and uh, it remains to be seen how uh, that uh, recovering from that injury and that she's the same fighter or you know how she does. Um, I thought she was pretty good when I saw her in the um, Brazilian Contender Series. Okay, so that's the UFC for, um, for, uh, for now. Now, got a couple of WWE videos. Uh, the first one is from uh, Monday Night's Raw. It is Sasha Banks and Bayley defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against the Kabuki Warriors. Okay, I did not expect the title change. Of course, Asuka will defend her Raw Women's Championship against Sasha at Extreme Rules this Sunday. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And the other question of Mark, of course, is Kyrie Sane's status. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, the match is about what I expected. Kyrie was trapped in their corner for a long time. Did she sell that too much and take way too long to make a tag? I thought it was a bit excessive, but the Kabuki Warriors came back and that led to Kyrie's insane elbow. Asuka did not spot Bailey on the floor and then Bailey broke it up. Sasha transitioned into her bank statement finisher and that was it. So uh, now, now the rumor is that Kyrie is retiring and moving back to Japan. Okay. So last week I kind of thought, uh, so, so last week I thought maybe got a little vibe that maybe she signed a new contract. At least that's what I thought. But 
Uh, on Monday night, the Kabuki Warriors appeared on Raw Talk and Kyrie challenged Asuka to a title match and Asuka accepted. So uh, I expect Asuka to retain the title on Sunday and last night Shayna Baszler returned to TV so she could be involved in Asuka versus Kyrie, which would retire Kyrie and set up a feud with Asuka. I guess that's one way to do it. Now, uh, on Thursday, Tokyo Sports reported that Kyrie has told her neighbors in Orlando that she is moving back to Japan. So I think it's a pretty sure thing at this stage. Uh, I think there's no question that she's moving, that she's leaving. Um, now, Asuka did a, uh, a conference call with the media, uh, with the international media yesterday, um, which I, I did watch it. And there's nothing particularly earth-shattering on it. Uh, um, a couple of things she mentioned, they asked, she was asked who she would like to face on NXT, and she said um, uh, Rhea Ripley. She first expressed interest in uh, wrestling Rhea Ripley about two years ago. So she has had, Rhea's been on her radar for a while. She was asked about Shayna Baszler, and uh, she is expecting um, that she will be facing Shayna fairly soon. Uh, she was asked about this Sunday's match, and what she uh, wanted to point out is that she is, is that Asuka is still the master, okay? She's still the empress, she's still the master, so she's going to win. That's really what it comes down to. She was also asked about the possibility of NXT Japan, and uh, she says she doesn't know if, they're gonna, if the WWE is going to do that, but if they do, she will be involved in it. Okay, possibly as a trainer, it wouldn't shock me. Now she's never trained a wrestler. She she you know she has mentored one wrestler who's currently working for Stardom. That of course is Konami, but Asuka did not train her. Uh, Asuka hired uh, Megumi Fuji to train her. And uh, and you want to know why Konami is so good? Well, that's one of the reasons. But uh, that that she's actually somebody. And I know if I was on that call, I would ask about Konami. Okay, because she's somebody I wouldn't mind seeing in the WWE. Quite frankly. Okay, all right. The other video that I have up on the blog is uh, Io Shirai defending her NXT Women's Championship against Tegan Knox from this week's episode of NXT. I should mention that uh, I don't normally get NXT up here in Canada uh, live, but I uh, was on Wednesday. I was able to find a, um, a stream, and so I did watch it live. Uh, sometimes uh, there's a particular... <laughs> There's a particular website where you can get the stream live, but sometimes it doesn't work, okay? Like when EO faced um, Sasha Banks a couple of weeks ago, uh, it didn't work properly, so I couldn't watch it. But on Wednesday, it did work. Okay, so whether you're talking about Tegan Knox or Dakota Kai, it really doesn't matter. Uh, neither belongs in the same ring as EO. And, and, you know, EO is like Asuka. She doesn't like doing squash matches, but sometimes a glorified squash match is necessary. And the other thing I would point out, I know the Triple H and the manager there really, 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 really love Tegan Knox because, of course, she's had two bad knee injuries and she's come back. And so she's a very, uh, obviously, she's very tough to do that. It doesn't mean that she's at Io Shirai's level. She's not, okay? Neither is Dakota Kai. She's worse, actually. But anyway, so, so, that, so uh, sometimes, like I said, a glorified squash match is necessary, and that's what I would have liked to have seen 
in this match. Instead, Tegan got way too much offense. I didn't really buy this move that they had Yo do where she banged her knees into the metal steps and commentary really tried really hard to sell that move. But remember a couple of weeks ago when Sasha Banks powerbombed Yo into the plexiglass? And they're trying to sell banging into the, her knees into the steps as more damaging. It's not credible. Okay, the purpose was to allow Tegan to get more offense in down the stretch, including a Molly go round. You know, Tegan is a big Molly Holly fan. It didn't make me think Tegan would win. And so in the end, Yo won with a moonsault. I just would have liked to have seen her get more offense during the match rather than just give Tegan all this offense and, you know, Yo gets it at the end. So that's all. I, I just need to see a dominant Io Shirai. I don't think 50-50 booking is, is the right way to go all the time. Anyway, Dakota Kai attacked Io after the match, so I expect that match to be booked similarly. Remember, Dakota has help on the outside with Raquel Gonzalez, but they'll, you'll see what a beast Io is in that, with dealing with that nonsense. Anyways, uh, we also have Extreme Rules this Sunday. Again, I will reiterate what I've said before. I expect Asuka to win over Sasha Banks. And I wouldn't be shocked if Bailey cost Sasha the match. That's it. And Io could be, and, and uh, um, Kyrie, and maybe even Io could be involved as well. We'll see. Okay. Anyways, that's about it for uh, today. Again, don't forget to check out all those videos on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any questions or comments, for my blogs or my blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Okay. So, uh, and again, don't forget to check out my other podcast, uh, this week, uh, the, the, the big topic in women's MMA. So have a good weekend. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.